Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. موسیقی Eight minutes after 11. South African time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ahalan wa sahalan wa marhaban bikum. It's a beautiful, mashallah, Wednesday morning on our program, The Bliss of Marriage. My name is Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia. And of course, my beloved engineer, he's looking a bit down this morning. I don't know why. He's looking, either he's missing somebody or maybe he's thinking of someone. <laughs> Haji Suleiman Esop, he's my engineer. He will be with me from now till uh, 12 o'clock. Uh, I always tell my listeners in the early morning show that Every day is a different day. Am I right, Haji Suleiman Sophia? Every day is a different vibe. Uh, one day you like over the moon. The next day you like down. The next day you like, you know, livid, angry, upset. And uh, the next day you like, uh, you feel like a million, million dollar person. My beloved, wonderful listeners of Merkat uh, uh, Sahaba. Well, uh, Let's welcome our wonderful listeners of um, Sirius FM, Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and Company. And um, let's welcome our wonderful listeners of Merka Sahaba, uh, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Uh, remember, today is the first of Juma Dal Ula 1445, which is also uh, the 15th of November 20. 23. Our WhatsApp number is uh, 084-786-3132. Uh, 084-786-3132. International overseas listeners, plus 2784 uh, this Wednesday morning here in Johannesburg. Let's welcome you to the bliss of marriage, Ustad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum Rafat Because before I go into the paper and the harits Let me give you some other news Today is the first of Jumad al-Ula 1445 Hence four months left exactly for Ramadan Mubarak 
Today is the 40th day that Israel, the Haramis, the super-terrorists are attacking Gaza. And remember, those of you going for Umrah, first and foremost, we discourage people from going for Umrah and so forth. But if you have booked your tickets and so forth, then you go, it's up to you. But remember that we are receiving messages that one imam from Turkey was arrested because he spoke of Gaza, Palestine. Another Algerian brother just making dua for Palestine was arrested and taken for five, six hours. So these Haramis, the Saudis, therefore everyone should read two rakat salat today after Zohar salat and read this dua. Inshallah, we will send it out. So inshallah, my brother Suleiman will just get it again at the dua Allahumma ahalik ala Saud kama ahalakta adaw wa samud Mozaid also can just help on that and remember they just send it to me and we'll send it out Allahumma ahalik ala Saud kama ahalakta adaw wa samud Ya Allah this royal family of Saudi Arabia decimate and destroy them as you have decimated and destroyed the people of Qawmi Ad and Qawmi Samud the Haramain Sharifain does not be belong to this Murtad bin Shaitan. It does not belong to his father, the Kha'inul Haramain Sharifain. It does not belong to his grandfather. It belongs to Almighty Allah. It belongs to the Muslims. Sawa'anil Akifu Fihi Wal Ba'd. And what is going on there? Totally, totally unacceptable. And we need to be very, very clear. I don't want to speak about these bootlickers, the Salafis. We have condemned them so many a time in the past. They're real scholars for dollars, you know. So let's come to the newspapers now. Israeli-Hamas war. It's not a war. It's a murder. I sent out today. How can it be a war? One side has guns. One side has helicopters. One side has the best army. The other side doesn't have one plane, doesn't have one helicopter, and you're calling it a war. So it is mass murder that's going on. And that's what I sent out. You must remember on my Twitter, Telegram account, and so forth. Look at America giving the green light to Israel to murder people in hospital and that's what they're running with IDF conducting targeted operation in Gaza Al-Shifa hospital, targeted means they're targeting people, <coughs> who else they're targeting there, so mass murder war crimes right inside you must remember the hospital therefore we say the donkeys of Gaza have more shame than the Arab leaders, the MBS and MBZ and the Pharaoh and these kings and all murtads Trucks for fuel beginning cross into Gaza via Rafah border crossing after so many babies. Yesterday they buried in a mass grave 180 people. Jordan entry of Israeli army into Shifa hospital violates international law. Analysts with raid on Gaza's last, largest hospital. Israel heats at the heart of Hamas. Nothing happening. You must remember they can't release after one, 40 days, one month and four, 10 days. They can't even release one hostage and they're speaking of that. Al-Shifa hospital doctors say staff hiding from gunfire during Israeli raid. <coughs> 
Thereafter, two Israeli officers killed in Gaza Strip ground operation. Alhamdulillah, every Jutla Harami who fracks, that's what I sent out today on Twitter, let the Harami Jutlas frack. If you don't understand what the meaning of frack is, let them die like dogs. And then next one we have, we have 83 premature babies. Israel must rethink attacking Shifa Hospital. So see aircrafts near Iran, bombers in the Gulf, the U.S. flexes its muscles so they can go everywhere. But you must remember that they, the nobody must come near Israel and the people whose sons, daughters, brothers, whoever are in hostages, and now from Jerusalem to Tel Aviv, you know it's 75 kilometers, we traveled that road so many times, we know about it, so they're starting a five days, you understand, march, the Jutlas, their families, and saying the hostages must be brought home, so that will gather a lot of momentum there for them, because they say the government is wasting their time, and so forth, and so on, so anyway, this war, if you want to call it, see here, Ian Bremer, Netanyahu's narcissism, you know, yeah, in South Africa, one <coughs> idiot of a Molvi, if you can call him a Molvi, he calls Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu a narcissist. I wonder if they got Iman, these people, you know, but anyway, on this word, yeah, I just remembered that Ian Bremer, he said that Netanyahu's narcissism has greatly harmed Israel. So remember that he's taking Israel, he's going down himself and he's taking Israel with himself as well. So Alhamdulillah for us is all part of Allah Ta'ala's divine plan that inshallah in the next few years there will be no country like Israel and remember it will be totally removed from the map inshallah. See, yeah, another one for Israel to avert to avert disaster. Netanyahu must be replaced during wartime. So that also is gathering momentum. So we make dua to Almighty Allah. Allah Jalla grants Hamas victory on all fronts. They have achieved great victory. All these Westerners and them, please comment on the 7th of October. Well, our comment is this, that what Hamas did is a great remarkable victory and every Jutla who died on that day supposed to die and remember there's nothing to feel guilty and apologize for your 75 years occupation for 16, 17 years putting Hamas and them in the prison. So remember every person and Gideon Levy sent out something today. All of you should read that. I'll, I hope I can just find it quickly. And you must remember that, see, how beautifully he explained it. I told you, you must read the articles of Gideon Levy, and excellent it is, you must remember this. So, yeah, I'm reading to you what he writes. Israeli journalist Gideon Levy, I read the whole thing for you. Netanyahu, Netanyahu hides a disaster in Ashkelon. Ashkelon is near Gaza, if you know. And it's Askalan, where Hafiz ibn Hajar Askalani and his family and them came from. Like Imam Shafi came from Muhammad bin Idris al-Ghazawi. He was born in Gaza. So Netanyahu hides a disaster in Ashkelon. As I expected, the losses of the foolish attack on Gaza to be extremely large. Thousands of our soldiers fell into precise ambushes and were wounded and killed. Destroyed tanks filled the streets of northern Gaza, which turned into an open cemetery for our 
school for our what they some word that they got there. So anyway, and our soldiers, Netanyahu is now uh, arrested. Now is now arresting the journalists who revealed the truth about what he's doing with Ben Gwer. Netanyahu presence mean the end of Israel. So imagine you must remember this is not a uh, Hamas, or you must remember a person. You must remember writing this. So it is a person who is well respected. There is a journalist. He's part of the editorial board, and you must remember that a person who writes articles every week on the Haaretz, I'm following him for years and years, Gideon Levy is not a Muslim, so the word I wanted here is got the cemetery for, of our schools or whatever it is there. So that one word is covered. Anyway, our soldiers and so forth. So you must remember that that is what we must know, the true story, that thousands and thousands of their people are injured and killed and dispatched to hell. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. And now they are even arresting their own journalists. Can you believe that? <laughs> so they want to conceal the truth from the world. <laughs> Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar. Somebody says to start that if a Shafi'i omits the Qunut uh, for Gaza in his Fajr Salah, is it valid or must he redo? And how often should we make this? And why is it only in Fajr Salah? Why not Isha Salah? Anonymous Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Yeah, there are three, four different issues. Number one, you're confusing the issues. According to the Shafi'is, every day, you must remember, they should be reading the Qunut every day of the year. What the Hanafis do, they read Qunut and Nazila. A, because of some calamity, some musibah that befell the Ummah like Gaza. So according to Hanafis, it's a temporary thing. He Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He read the Qunut and then he left it out, the Master alayhi But Shafis and him say, you must read it and should read it every day. Not only when a calamity comes. So you must understand you're confusing issues from the start. Second one is this, if the Imam is Hanafi. I'm Hanafi and I'm making Imamat and the people behind me are Shafi'i if I make the kunut very good and they will say the Amin and so forth if I don't make the kunut and I just carry on so their Salat is totally valid there's no need for them to make Sazda so there's no need for them to read the kunut and if you want a reference of this particular Masla and issue go open Al-Ashbah wa Nazair you must be careful today people who don't even understand the basics of Fiqh and jurisprudence they want to start commenting you know, Adwallu min himari ahalihi. Like Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah used to write. They know nothing, but they want to speak on these kind of things. So al-Ashbah and nazair one is the Shafi'i one, written by Allama Jalaluddin Suyuti. In that kitab, I have it somewhere, you must remember, that he has written the masla, that the Shafi'i salat is valid, and you don't have to make sazda so nothing. And one is Ashbah and nazair of the Hanafis by Ibn Nujayim rahimahullah. So the same title but two different authors one Hanafi and one Shafi'i so the second issue third one you must remember when you study Siratul Mustafa sallallahu alayhi the hadith in Bukhari Sharif he Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi made Qunut in Fajr Salat and Maghrib Salat so if the Imams want they can make in Fajr they can make in Maghrib they can make in Isha they can make in Jumu'ah last week Friday I was there in Rustenburg 
and they told me that I should make the khutbah salat. I said, fine, for this reason I agreed, because I know that the imams there, Jummah time, they don't make kunut. So I wanted to teach them also a masla. So one imam came and asked, should we make? I said, according to Hanafi's fatwa, kunut and nazila is permissible in all salawat jahariyah, all the loud salat, fajr, maghrib, isha, jumuah, and we encourage people to make kunut. So remember that even in this day and this age. Second one is this, according to Shafi's humblies and them to make kunut in all five salats, whether it's the loud salat or the soft salat, you must remember that you can make kunut there. So therefore, we shouldn't just look at one school and think we understand things there. Mm. Shafi is kunut is throughout the year, and Hanafis is something temporary when a musibat and calamity befalls the ummah. Mm. Allahu Akbar, subhanallah, subhanallah. Somebody says, Ustad, if my entire family is still alive, does my wife also have to be included in my world, Ustad? 100% you must remember she's your biggest family. She's with you for 5 years, 10 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. So when you get married, we're not kufar, she as She has a pakka kafir, you must remember that. They say Khomeini writes in his book, which they gave me, Tawdihul Masail, and he says you can make muta prostitution for one hour. I challenge any Shia in any part of the world to tell me he didn't write that in his book. So Tawdihul Masail printed in Iran. When I was in Iran, I saw it also, and I have a copy also. And you must remember, Khomeini says you can make one hour muta prostitution. So 100% leave all other issues on that issue himself is kafir out of the fall of Islam. Swearing Sayyidina Bakr, cursing Sayyidina Umar, cursing Sayyidina Usman, our mother Aisha, all that makes them 100% kufr. So remember marriage is for keeps, brother. So when you die and you left a child or children, whether from this wife or a previous wife, so you must remember your wife will inherit 12.5%. And that's compulsory. And remember that if you don't have any children, then your wife inherits 20 She passes away and she doesn't have any child children from you or from a previous husband, then you, the husband, inherits 50%. And if she has a child from you or a previous husband, then you, the husband, will inherit 25%. It's compulsory. And if you reject it, you're out of the fall of Islam. You believe in it, but you don't practice on it. You go to Jahannam, the hellfire, for a very, very, very long time. Surah number 4, Surah Nisa, verse 14. وَمَنْ يَعْصِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ وَيَتَعَدَّ حُدُودًا يُدْخِلْهُ نَارًا خَالِدًا فِيهَا Allah dispatches that person to Jahannam for a very, very long time. وَلَهُ عَذَابٌ مُهِينٌ And for such a person will be a humiliating, disgraceful punishment. Just to further illustrate this point, let me give you one example. When you pass away, you the husband, so you must remember first will be burial, funeral, expense immediately that must be sorted out second the debts of the deceased whether it's personal debts business debts corporate debts that also must be sorted out immediately justice delayed is justice denied and third one is wasiya for non is people who are not inheriting so whether it's your adopted children or whether it's your brothers sisters or whether it is a madrasa darulum or mosque or whatever so maximum one third of the net estate 
and fourth will be the shares of the heirs. So let's say now the surviving heirs are the wife, and then there are three sons. I'm just giving you an easy one, and then one daughter. So the wife's share will be twelve and a half percent. The daughter's share will be twelve and a half percent, and the three sons twenty five, twenty five, twenty five percent. So that is compulsory. You can't go and chop and change and make unilateral decisions. You do all that. You go straight to Jahannam. Quran says for a long time. So always during your lifetime, give your sons and daughters equal amount as far as possible. No favoritism. And after death, remember the ratio will change to two to one for sons and daughters. We must take cognizance of all these issues and all these factors. Somebody says Ustad, that my husband and I are arguing because he says it's not going to help by we boycotting for Israel because a lot of Muslims are still buying and it's a necessity, it's a zaruriyat. This is Mu'alima from Azadwal. She says, are we selling our deen Ustad? So you must remember that so many Muslims got TV, so many Molvis appear on TV, so many Muslims are having drugs and alcohol, so many Muslims are committing zina fornication, so many Muslims are involved in the gay brigade. So if that is the Dalil evidence you give, so then you will remember that so many Molvis are busy in the Tawis business. <laughs> so all these kind of things here and fooling the public and so forth because they know masses are asses. So you must remember all these kind of things. That doesn't hold any weight. Weight is what Quran Sharif taught us. What is Dalil and evidence for us is Sunnah Mubarakah, is Fatawa of Sahaba regarding the Jutlas, the Haramis, the super terrorists, the Makkar and the biggest people, actors. Quran Sharif taught us Surah 5 verse 51. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu la tattakhidul yahuda wal nasara awliya. Do not take the Jews and the Christians to be your friends and protectors. Ba'aduhum awliya u ba'ad. They are the friends of one another. Wa mayyatawallahum minkum fa innahum minhum. When you love them, you love their culture, you love their sweets, you love their chocolates, you love everything, their bakeries, and you give them halal certificates. So what are you then? You're a shaitan in human form. You must remember these things here, which we need to be exposed, and we expose them properly. You can't have your cake and eat it, you know. So you must remember these things here very, very clearly. So we say, We must love for Allah's sake and hate for Allah's sake. Already it's starting. (laughs) Today I got messages from UK and other places. Israelis are using other labels for their products. You must remember that so that they lie and they'll tell you that this this country made it or this country made it but we know it is made in Israel and so forth so that's the best way a Jutla and an American you must hit them where it hurts the most <laughs> hurt their pockets you must remember that so today I sent out something about this camp and so forth he says that the biggest terrorists or whatever are the Hamas and ISIS and Hezbollah and what and what so yeah I'll read it for you mm-hmm. so when they openly telling you that so why must we go and support them I'm asking you so we must have you must have ghaira 
That is what we have lost today. You must remember, Gheera is that we must have self-esteem. We must have self-respect and so forth. When we don't have that, then you must remember that shows how weak we have become and how weak our Iman is. So your husband, he is sitting on the fence. And when you sit on the fence, you are committing, you are guilty of committing a major, major offense. You must remember these type of things here. So therefore, we should be very, very clear. Yes, it is. I sent it today. I read from there. This guy, this camp pharmacies, the owner of this camp, Ivan Saltzman, arrogantly responded to customer complaints of Zionism in a letter saying, it's easy to identify modern-day Nazis in the Middle East. He calls us Nazis. They are found in the ranks of the murderous extremist grouping as Hamas, Hezbollah, and Palestinian Islamic Jihad. But who's murdering the babies in incubators? Who is murdering the women? 15,000 people dead by Israel's murder and more than 8,000 children and babies and so forth. Before their birth certificate is written, their death certificate is written. So therefore, people like this, 100%, we must boycott them and remember that it's a shame and disgrace that today we say no what it will benefit it shows how weak our iman has become remember that what's that is a there's a message game says that please ask mufti sub to advise my sister not to marry an online guy he did send some pictures and he's rich and he sent he's got three four cars Ustad, any advice so you must remember, I can't believe how naive and gullible you are. Do You don't even know that person. He got another string of wives wherever he is. He got girlfriends. You don't know his family background. Just because of money, you sell your iman and so forth. He will use you, abuse you, make muta with you and whatever and sell you. Where's your shame? And don't be such a bare sherem and a bare hayai lady. So cut off all ties with him and block him. Are you such an idiot you falling for this? Don't you know how many women were caught up like this? So remember this. You see, the biggest problem is today scholars also got destroyed with money and with women and so forth how many times you see all this you women also get destroyed with all these things here they'll tell you we're so rich we got so many cars we got this we got this like a fool and idiot you fall in their trap and they will use you and then your nikah is not valid if your father and them don't give permission remember that Ustad, a brother was married to a Christian lady. He made nikah in the masjid with witnesses. He gave her three talaks. Now they want to get married again. Samulana says that only if she reverts to Islam, he can. Ustad. So first of all, if you say that ABC Muslim male married a Christian lady. Mm. I want to know who's that Maulana or Imam or Sheikh who performed that nikah. Mm. That first nikah is not even valid. You must remember that. If you want a fatwa in Arabic, you want a fatwa in Urdu, English, go read these following books there. Sheikh Yusuf Kardawi, I read so many of his fatwa. The best fatwa he has issued is this, Nikahul Kitabiyah, marrying a Jewess.
dress or the Christian lady and so forth. And very beautifully in Al-Fatawa Mu'asara, he said, is not permissible. The Adam is shurud, the conditions are not fulfilled and so forth and so on. So that type of nikah is nikah. A batil is null and void. Second one, I want to know who's the crack Maulana. He must be nuts. He must be having too much coconuts or what to go in the masjid and perform a nikah of a Muslim person with a Christian lady. Don't you remember what Sayyidina Omar said? Mm. Sayyidina Omar said, if you're going to allow this, what will happen to our Muslim women? Sayyidina Omar Amirul Mu'minin said, what will happen if we allow this? This Christian Jewish lady will make our children into Jews and Christians. So where's your brains, you Maulana, you Imam, you so, you another Mufatia or what? <laughs> so you must remember they gave you some money or what? So you must remember this. That is the problem today, remember that. So that nikah is null and void and for her to get married to him is not for him to marry her is not permissible unless you must remember she embraces Islam properly and not just for marriage of convenience my advice would be just forget her and it's bad news both of you are just playing with deen and <laughs> you the so called Muslim you will lose your iman remember this because you're so madly in love with her and you make a mockery of Islam you must remember and if you want in Urdu or English go read chapter 5 verse number 5 the tafsir of surah maida in ma'ariful quran but hazrat mufti muhammad shafi sahab yusuf qardawi passed away last year 96 years old and hazrat mufti muhammad shafi sahab passed away in 1976 on the 10th of shawal his ma'ariful quran is in urdu then the translation was done also in eight volumes i gave you the chapter and the verse go and read it there it's not permissible that hmm. and for you muslim is not permissible to marry her even if she embraces Islam that she is just making a mockery of Islam and you also making a mockery was that a person who marries his wife's sister that is he marries two sisters at the same time then has children from the sister are these children regarded well as zina do they inherit from their biological father and does the wife's sister inherit from this man who started? Remember that when a person marries two sisters, one time is kafir murtad straight out of the fall of Islam. So the laws of Islam don't apply to him. If the person was a non-Muslim and he embraced Islam and he was married to two sisters one time, so the first nikah will be valid and the second nikah is null and void and so forth. All those children from the second one, remember, they will be waladuzin the lineage will go to the mother and they must separate immediately Surah 4 Surah 4 Surah Nisa verse 23 You can't have two biological sisters one time in your nikah yes you marry one she passes away or you divorce her and so forth and the iddat is finished then you get married to a sister it's fine Sayyidina Usman radiallahu an married to Mustafa Rasulullah daughter Sayyidina Ruqiyah radiallahu anha she passed away and there after Mustafa told him okay you can marry Sayyidah Umm Kulthum so that is totally permissible therefore he has the title Zunnurain but at one time to have two sisters and you say it's permissible and all that you're rejecting the Quran verse you're out of the fall of Islam you're murdered straight away and your first nikah also is broken and your second nikah was never valid and the second wife wife inverted commas children all waladu zinah 
and all of them the lineage will go to the mother they will inherit from the mother and not from the father who said uh, there's few ladies going to Gaza inshallah to Aqsa our husbands don't want to join us because of work will it be safe for us to go our agent will be protecting us it's five ladies and our children in total it's 11 of us in total Tickets have bought already. Is it safe for us to go? Allah is with us. Anonymous Ustad. All a haram. What are you going to go? Nobody can enter Gaza. And remember, you are just fulfilling your will, your, your desires, worms and fancies. There's no help in this. Every lady who goes there, the agents are mufatiyas, you know that. Their aim is just to make money out of this and so forth. So you must remember this type of thing. They'll tell you you can go for Umrah also. hundred times I told you, for you, woman who go for Umrah, you go Medina without your husband, without your mahram. You come back cursed. You go to Gaza. You can't even enter Gaza. You talk nonsense. And you must remember, you can go to Aqsa and so forth. So remember that if the hard condition doesn't get worse. So let's say you go there and you give out some charity, come back. You did good. You did nothing good. You are maluna. You are all cursed by Almighty Allah. And remember, totally, absolutely haram it is. <laughs> 084-786-3132 International Overseas Listeners Plus 2784-786-3132 Somebody says I ask question Muftisab I'm from Pakistan I stay in Johannesburg Please can you give for me good reference I want to marry But girl likes me too But family say no Because me Pakistani who I speak truth I have children in Pakistan I speak truth I call you Maghrib se pehle Ustad नहीं मुझे मेरे साथ बात करने की कोई जरूरत नहीं अगर मैं भी लड़की का वालिद सब हूँ तो मैं भी कहूँगा कि आपके साथ शादी न करें क्योंकि आपके बीवी है पाकिस्तान में आपके बच्चे भी है और पता नहीं और क्या क्या है तो अगर चे आपने सच बोला फिर भी हम कबूल नहीं करेंगे तो आप छोड़ दे इसको बहुत सारे वाकियात हो गए पाकिस्तान वाले इंडिया वाले बांग्लादेश वाले अरब वाले मोरोको इजिप्ट और यहाँ पर तुम लोगों ने शादी की फिर वहाँ जाकर पाकिस्तान या मिस्र या बांग्लादेश या इंडिया फिर चले गए फिर वापस नहीं आए फिर यहाँ बिचारी वो औरत परेशान कभी एक दो बच्चे भी यहाँ होते हैं तो इस वजह से आपके लिए वहाँ निकाह करना जायज़ नहीं जो इस लड़की के वालिद साहब ने कहा बिल्कुल सही फरमाया आपके साथ निकाह करना जायज़ नहीं सो द क्वेश्चन इज दिस दिस पाकिस्तानी सेज ही लाइक्स दिस साउथ अफ्रीकन लेडी एंड ही स्पीकिंग द ट्रूथ इज गोट वाइफ एंड चिल्ड्रन इन पाकिस्तान एंड ही सेज द साउथ अफ्रीकन गर्ल ऑल्सो लाइक्स हिम यू नो द गर्ल्स एंड ईव एंड फूल्स ऑल्सो सो दे जस्ट चुन देम अप लिटिल बट इन उर्दू एंड ऑल दैट अब बहुत प्यारी लगती है बहुत खूबसूरत लगती है एंड दस सो दे स्टार्ट फ्लोटिंग you know and your Muslim so the girl's father said no you can't get married is right even if I'm the father I'll say no it's haram for you to marry him and all this chit chat and all that's going on so you must remember on the whatsapp and whatever else so all haram Quran says wala taqrabu zina innahu kana fahisha do not even approach and go near fornication adultery it is something obscene and indecent so aap in kubul I am 73 years old. My wife passed away. 
at at my age can I marry another anonymous ustad? Well, your one leg is on a banana peel, the other leg is there in the grave. So you must make Subhanallah, 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 wa bihamdihi, astaghfirullah. That's what the Quran says. And now you want to get married. That lady, when she get married to you, she's going to make dua. Ya Allah, let this old man die so I can inherit his wealth. You see, Mansadwat is an affromance here. So, so, Bruat, so what you going to marry you and do what? So, you must remember these things here. If you need somebody, so employ somebody, Malawi or somebody that can take care of you and so forth. So, you're going to lose your wealth and lose everything else and so forth. So, not permissible when you can't look after your wife and that wife will come also. 90% if they marry you, they will first look at your wealth. You must give them car, give them money, give them property, all that during your lifetime. And then after your death, they will have to inherit also. Then you will see all the rows and ructions between you, between your children and that lady there. So you're just causing a disaster for yourself, brother. Mm. Ustad is the brother from Springs. He says that the ulama in South Africa are saying that uh, the call for jihad is already here and they've made the announcement for jihad. But Mufti Sab, you being negative and telling us that, that we cannot enter Gaza and Aqsa. How is it possible, Ustad? So which Molana has made the jihad, the Mufatiyas who closed the masjid, the mm. Mufatiyas who went to court, the Mufatiyas who five days before the government <laughs> said you must remember that you can't go to the masjid, they closed the masjid. They said the masjid is a super spreader of the virus. They said the Quran Sharif causes virus. People, they can't even say Shias are kuffar. These cowards, you must remember that. So these hypocrites and those who close the masjid and say it is permissible and they'll do it again, they're murtads. These are the same characters who go to the churches and pray there and they call for jihad. So Mufatiyas, you must tell them, I said a bunch of Mufatiyas. Tell them I said so. <laughs> 17 minutes to 12, we're going to go for a quick interval, inshallah. When we come back, we will be listening what's uh, our breaking news because I see everybody loves uh, that uh, breaking news from Gaza that Ustad gives to all the listeners of Marka Sahaba. Don't go away. Stay tuned. Marka Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah. Marka Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah. Well, it's uh, 14 uh, minutes uh, to 12, uh, a beautiful Wednesday morning, 084-786-3132. International overseas listeners, plus 2784-786-3132. Uh, Ustad, uh, our breaking news in Gaza. Let's uh, hear from our beloved Honorable Fadila to Ustad. Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah, yesterday in Gaza it was raining and mashallah you must remember the first truck with fuel beginning crossing into Gaza from Egypt I told you that one there and you must remember this they got here but the two juttas dispatched to Jahannam and that okay all that we told you before so I don't see anything much here okay let me go to another news that somebody sent to me from our Palestinian news and Quds so you must remember that see here this is Quds Newswork, the head of emergency at Shifa Hospital. Many of the displaced people in the hospital have been blindfolded, stripped of their clothes, and taken over by the Israeli army to unknown destination. That is what the Haramis do. You must remember that they will take innocent people, strip them, and so forth, and the Western media will not cover that. This is from the directors, you must remember, of Al-Shifa. Al-Jazeera is reporting 
Doctors inside Shifa Medical Complex have told the invading Israeli army they may enter the building of the complex to search them, but that the doctors themselves cannot leave as the army is demanding because that means a death sentence to hundreds of patients, including children who are in need of their care. Can you imagine? They're saying you must leave and just leave the people there and so forth. So that is what the Israeli Haramis do. They are, and your husband says, no, what? We must boycott them. You have to shame them, name them, and remember that all these Jewish outlets and you Muslims, if you go through Iman, I don't know how you can still eat at this McDonald's and this KFC and all these haram places. I gave for 10 years ago that halal logos mean nothing, not worth the paper on which is written. You must remember that halal bakery for a jutla and what the gay guy and all that. So you must boycott them all. You must remember this. If you go through Iman. Ustad, in which rakat should Qunut and Azila be recited in Isha Salah, Ustad? So every time you read Qunut, it will be in the first Salah, the last rakat. If you're reading in Fajr, then in the second rakat, when you come up from Ruku, then you make the Qunut before you go into Sajda. If you're making in Maghrib, then the third rakat, the last rakat, so when you come up from Ruku, you read the Qunut. If you go making in Isha, so the last rakat, remember the fourth rakat, so you go into Ruku, and you come up and thereafter you read the kunut. So remember in all loud salats and always the last rakat of that particular salat. Who said if two people staying together in Zina, Nikah broke, the lady had children from the previous marriage. Now she has kids from this man out of wedlock. Well, her kids from the first marriage have to make parda from her illegitimate kids. And what about inheritance, Ustad? So you must remember that a lady was divorced or whatever happened and now she had children from her first marriage and then she was involved in adultery and what have you there was another person and he was married or he was not married so anyway the act of zina took place and both of them are guilty both of them must be given the death penalty for adultery and these children here the lineage will go to the mother so the first set of children also go to the mother. The second set also go to the mother. So there's no parda between them. But inheritance, the first set of children will inherit from the mother and the father. The second set of children will only inherit from the mother because illegitimate children, the lineage goes to the mother and not to the father. Somebody says, I have heard that when a lady stands at the road of Mubarak of our beloved Nabi Kareem Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to make salam, and she doesn't have a niqab on Ustad. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa does not reply to a salam Ustad. Is this correct? Remember that when I went first time, so I went first time in 74, you know, my parents came from South Africa and then again in 75 I went for Hajj and so forth. The women used to come right in front. You must remember where we men used to come. Then in the 80s also, till you know, maybe 87 or somewhere, so they used to allow the ladies to come. Then slowly, slowly, it is said that Sheikh Abu Bakr al-Jazairi, he was a very, very great, pious person, alim. I went to, I met him, went to his house also. So nevertheless, you must remember, he told the authorities that Nabi Sallallahu said, you must not allow these ladies to come here in front of me. Half of them, quarter of them, not dressed properly 
and so forth and so on, wearing their lipstick and wearing their perfume and see-through dresses and so So women are not allowed in front. You must remember that only men. So the women, they can come there to Riyazul Jannah and from there they read and so forth. So remember this, for a woman to wear niqab is compulsory even if you inside Masjid Nabawi. It's compulsory for you to wear niqab <coughs> even if you are in the Haram Sharif in Makkah. Why? Because they got cameras everywhere and they can see you. I give you a story. This is many, many years ago, before this Murtad MBS came into power and so 10 years ago, 15 years ago. The students from Jamia Islamia, that is Medina University, South Africans, they came by me and said, we know nothing of inheritance. Please, you must teach us. So I said, okay, come here and I'll teach you all. So the crowd started getting, even one, two South African Molvies started sitting. So one night, two nights, three nights, then the police came, you see. So they're not in uh, police uniform, but civilians they are. But they all chumpa, chumchas. They spoke very nicely and they said, Sheikh, in the Ruksa, where is your permission, license you can teach here? So I said, but I don't have kitab. So he said that we're looking at you through the cameras and we know you know the kitab by heart and you're teaching all these students. So they laughed and I laughed. So then I told him, no, it's finished. I won't teach and so forth. So I told him, see, because of you all, I'm getting into trouble here. So better you'll come to the hotel and this time to this time, then I'll teach all day in the hotel and so forth. So that is what. So they can monitor everything of yours. They can see you, which dress you are wearing, your face, everything. So remember, it's be'ghayrati, be'sharmi, that you come in front of the master, alayhi salatu salam, and your face is not covered and so forth. Quran, Karim speaks of the surah 33 verse number 59 ya ayyuhan nabi o mustafa rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam kulli azwajik tell your honorable wives wa banatik and your beloved daughters wa nisa'il mu'minin and the believing men their women so our wives our daughters sisters mothers yudnina alayhinna min jalabi bihin they must wear the jilbab and that is compulsory our honorable ustad Sheikh Muhammad Ali Sabuni, rahimahullah, who's buried there in Istanbul, Turkey, in his book, Rawa'yul Bayan, Fi Ahkamil Quran, wrote a whole treatise on this and a whole wonderful article on this. Bid'a to kashfil wajhi. For a woman to expose her face is bid'a and haram and not permissible. So, and more so in Makkah, Medina, because there so many men can see you in Makkah. In Medina, the cameras, they can see you. So, therefore, is wajib and compulsory to cover your face. Uh, a listener says, Mufti Sahab, I have a driver that takes my wife everywhere and that, uh, and, uh, that drops my kids in school and in madrasa. Now my driver, Ustad, he likes my wife, can I fire him immediately, but my wife refuses for me to do that. I need an answer urgently, Ustad, anonymous. Uh, you must be shot first of all. Where's <laughs> your brains? You understand? You send your wife with your driver. And this type of things here. So when he drops off the children, then he is alone with your wife. So what you expect? So what you blaming him, the driver? You must blame yourself and then blame your wife also. Both of you got no brains. So Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam said, لا يخلوان رجل بمرأتين إلا وثالثهما الشيطان Never is a strange man and strange woman alone, but the third party there will be she will be shaitan. Authentic hadith in Mishkat Sharif, Mustad Ahmad and various compilations. So you are to blame for all this and your wife, you must tell her that if she talks too much, you will pack her up also. 
So you must remember that because forbidden things are very tasty initially. And then it's disgrace and disgrace and disgrace. So you, the husband, you, the father of the children, you to blame primarily. Then your wife is to blame. Then third is the driver to blame. So you get rid of him and tell your wife, if she talks too much, she'll get rid of her also. And you must make Toba the most because you are the cause for all this. Yeah. What good is that you send your children to schools and university and all that, your daughters going with the driver and all that. Today's schools and varsities and there many of them are brothels. That's what they are. And you're so proud about it. You must remember that. So totally haram it is. <laughs> Who's that? My wife and I got married in 2008. She was 19 years old. I told my mother-in-law that I do not want a wedding. She insisted she wanted a wedding as she is only as she only has one daughter. Now she wants my wife to pay her back. Is it my responsibility now to pay this money as the husband who started? Well, it's nothing to do with you. So you must remember that they wanted the wedding or what have you, and they did it, and now they're demanding from you, the son-in-law, the jamai, you must pay, tell them to go fly a kite. you got nothing to do with you. So you must remember if you told them you don't want all this lavish wedding and reception, reception got nothing to do with Islam. It's a Western custom. It's got nothing to do with Islam. <laughs> and you must remember all those expenses and so forth, so many flowers on the table and so many parda on the chairs. The women won't have parda, majority of them, but the chairs will have parda. The roof and the ceiling will have parda. So who's fooling who in the zoo? So you must remember, you don't have to pay a cent for them. Tell them that's your business. You all did it. Don't come by me. I won't give you a cent. You must make straight to them and tell them you're not going to pay them anything. There's a brother says, that he says, why is Mufti Sab so negative in giving answers? Is Mufti Sab a marriage counselor? You said last week, Hamara kam jorna hena torna ustad. Yes, we always try and do that. But when you talk nonsense, so then we tell you straight answer. We're not like the other Malvis who beat around the bush. That person says he goes, he sends his driver with his wife, and now this problem. So who must I blame? Mm. So you must remember that we don't say no. His eye is like this, and we give straight answer. You must remember these things. There is nothing negative, brother. We have to protect the deen of Allah, whether you like it or you don't like it. Mm. Somebody wants to know that my sister, she's going through verbal abuse by her husband. Is this a valid reason for talaq, Ustad? Not valid reason. You must remember that every small thing. You can't demand talaq. Here's the example, yeah. Mm. So our job is jorna, naketorna. So how many times you, the wife, you made verbal abuse of your husband? You know, eighty percent, seventy percent of the women they must speak. In time of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu and go open Sheikh Sabuni's Kitab as Ziwajul Mubakir. He wrote this wonderful incident, Qissa to Umar wal Arabi, the story of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu and the Bedouin. One Bedouin came to the house of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, and then remember that what he said, that he heard Sayyidina Umar speaking, he took a U-turn and went away. But with the corner of the eye, Sayyidina Umar saw him, he sent somebody to call him. So they called him, he said, I don't want to come. He said, no, Amirul Mu'minin is calling. So he came. They said, you came here and you went away. Why? He said, please, Amirul Mu'minin, just leave it, give me permission. He said, no, I'm insisting. 
He said, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, I spoke few words. You must remember that I spoke few words. And my wife gave me a long, long lecture and so forth and so on. So I came to complain to you. But I heard your wife shouting, screaming, yeah. <laughs> so I said, what does Amir al-Mu'mineen will do for me? We're both in the same boat. So he sat down. Both of them disgusted men to men. He said, who looks after your children? Who cooks your food? Who cleans your house? Who stitches your clothing? Like that. He said once in a while if the woman blow their exhaust and they blow their mouth and all, they just keep quiet, walk away and so forth. So in the house they are doing it and so forth. Sayyidina Umar taught him so much wisdom, you must remember that. So therefore we must see, maybe we also are causing so many problems. Therefore the Quran Sharif commanded the men, Surah 4 verse 19, and it's compulsory, it's not something that is just desirable or so. Wa'ashiru is compulsory upon you the man that you must treat your wives with love with respect and justice Jazakallah khair Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Sawtu ahli sunnah wal jama'ah Sawt merkaz al-sahaba